today is Monday, March 5th, 2018, and I am quite tired this morning because I stayed up till midnight watching the Oscars last night. I think I said last week I was going to watch the Oscars and talk about them on a podcast today, so that's what I'm here doing. Now, I'll say right out, uh, right first thing, that um, I print out the ballot and I make my choices, and, you know, so I'm sorry. You know, try to guess and see who's going to win. And I was able to pick 17 out of 24 Oscars last night. And I will say that I did some research. I went to Rotten Tomatoes and uh, looked at their reviews and stuff. And based on, well, actually, they made a list of Oscar um, picks too. But um, I didn't do. I didn't choose theirs exactly. But um, and they missed some too. But. I got 17 out of 24, and I thought that was really good. Now, of course, you've already, well, those of you who are Oscar people who stayed up to watch it last night or who even follow the Oscars or watch the movies or whatever, surely you already know who won. It was shape, The Shape of Water won for Best Picture, and I was disappointed with that because I was really hoping it would, well, I knew it, would, I knew it wasn't, wasn't going to win, but I was hoping it would be... Um, Call Me By Your Name, because I really liked that movie. And actually, Poor Call Me By Your Name only won one Oscar last night. So, I think it won for, um, oh, I know it won for Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, Anyway, I also thought, I actually selected for my choice for Best Picture, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, but it didn't win. The Shape of Water did. I, and I actually chose that movie because, I, well, one, I saw it. And two, on Rotten Tomatoes, they were predicting it was going to win. So I went with their prediction as well as mine. So um, that was Best Picture. Now, um, The Shape of Water, the movie itself, actually won four Oscars total. It was nominated for like 13, but it only won four. And I don't remember the last time... Uh, a movie that was nominated for a ton of Oscars actually won all those Oscars. Um, nah, I can't remember. I have no idea. But um, then in the other uh, major categories, like actor in a leading role, of course I wanted Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, but Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour won. And I have not seen that movie yet, and I probably will at some point in the future, but I don't know that I'm... You know, chomping at the bit to see the movie. I think the one I really want to see is Get Out, because that one actually won. Um, well, I guess it only won one Oscar for um, uh, Jordan Peele for the best original screenplay. Now, um, okay, so that was uh, actor in a leading role. So actress in a leading role. I did pick this one correctly, and that was Frances McDormand for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And just, you know, just as a side note, if you haven't seen that movie, you need to go see it. It's a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. So those are the three big, the three big um, awards, I guess. The Best Picture, Best Actor, and Best Actress. And then the other ones are the Best Supporting Actress and Best Supporting Actor. And they always start the show with the Best Supporting Actor, and that went to Sam Rockwell from the three, for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I, and I said this before when he won, I guess it was for the Screen Actors Guild or one of the other ones. He's, he's picked up all the awards, it seems like, for the um, Supporting Actor um, category and all these different award shows. But um, 
He's kind of a douchebag. I don't really like him, but uh, he did a really good job in this movie, and he deserved the Oscar. Um, now, Best Supporting Actress, it went to Allison Janney for I, Tanya, and I saw that movie, and I thought she did an amazing job. Oh, I got an email. But I was actually hoping it would be um, Laurie Metcalf from Lady Bird. I, I mean, I knew she wasn't going to win, but I, I, was, I thought she did a great job in Lady Bird. Um, but she didn't get that. Actually, Lady Bird only didn't win any any Oscars. They were completely shut out at the Oscars, even though they had it was a really good movie. And they had like the um, the lady who was the was it cinematographer? Where is that? I have the list in front of me. Um, no, not cinematographer. What? Oh, directing. Oh, yeah, for directing. Greta Gerwig for directing. She did not win though. Shape of Water, Del Toro, uh, Guillermo, Guillermo Del Toro won for Best Directing for Shape of Water. Um, the other things I thought, I think you could kind of guess almost were like costume design. What Phantom Thread was all about costumes so and fashion, so of course they won. But um, I mean, I guess I wasn't too surprised at these winners. I just, um, we can go down here. Um, I already said this. Oh, one that was really stood out was Coco. Coco won for Best Animated Feature Film and for, uh, I think it's Best Original Song. Yeah, Remember Me for Coco. I have not seen that movie, but someone who I was talking to, I forget who it was, told me that I need to go see that movie, that I would really like it. I don't know. Um, I'm not a big animated uh feature animated movie kind of uh, watching watcher or whatever but um, maybe I'll see it I don't know um, going down a list of like the movies and how many Oscars they won um, Shape of Water was on top with four Dunkirk won three mostly I think they won for um, best film editing um, best sound editing and best sound mixing so none of the major awards I mean, there's, those are still awards, but just not major awards. And then going down the list more, um, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, won two awards. And that was for um, the director and for, what's her name, uh, Frances McDermott for Best Actress. Um, and then going from there, there was a bunch that only won, oh, well, I should say Darkest Hour won two as well. And then um, I, Tanya won one for Allison Janney. Call Me By Your Name was for Best Adaptive Screenplay. Um, Get Out was for Best Original Screenplay. And then the last one that won one was Phantom Thread for, as I just said, for Best Costume Design. Lady Bird and The Post. Surprisingly, The Post was totally shut out, not a single Oscar. Even though it was, I believe it was Meryl Streep's 21st Oscar nomination. You know, and now talking a little bit about the actual show, it's interesting how they place these people in the audience because Meryl Streep had the absolute middle seat in the very front row. And then other nominees were all around her. And I was surprised because Allison Janney was sitting by herself. I, I, I don't know if she took anybody in with her to the Oscars, but I guess they did group them by, group, group them by movie because Allison Janney and Margot Robbie were sitting right next to each other. Well, like, you know, one in front of the other. Um, oh, yeah, and Timothy Chalamet was right in front of 
Army Hammer for Call Me By Your Name. Um, I don't know about that. Anyway, but the seating was interesting. I, I you know, they, they obviously put Hollywood royalty right up front because there, there's Meryl Streep right up front. Um, the rest of the seating, you know, whatever. But now in terms of the show, Jimmy Kimmel did a decent job. You know, I, I, would, not, I would not call this an, a spectacular show or uh, any standout things in the show, but um, Jimmy Kimmel did a decent job. I don't think he's coming back next year. I think they've already announced somebody else for next year. Um, one funny moment was that he offered a jet ski to the person who had the shortest acceptance speech. And I forget the guy's name, but he only spoke for 36 seconds, but he won the jet ski. And when Jimmy Kimmel was showing the jet ski, Helen Mirren was the one who was like being the Vanna White with her hand held, held out to display the, um, you know, the jet ski and stuff. That was kind of funny. Uh, actually, what I was first thinking was, why is Helen Mirren, you know, stooping to such a, a simple task? I don't know. But uh, it was still funny. Now, um, the rest of the show, I mean, you had your typical political and social statements. Um, they had Selma Hayek. Um, oh, and those two other ladies. I can't think of them. The ones who started the Me Too movement, I think. And they came out and they spoke about the Me Too movement. Um, oh, is Annabella Shakora, 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 whatever her name was, the one who started, she was the first one to um, accuse Harvey Weinstein of sexual harassment. And she was there. She actually looked like she was a little frail and a little scared to be up there. Uh, and what's the other lady's name? She's taller. She's a Judd. Uh, Ashley Judd, that's who it was. Anyway, so they, they spoke about that. And then... Um, and what was the there was this one song I guess um, from The Greatest Show that sang about um, including everyone and having you know like we're we got, we've got your back for like the um, the dreamers the um, the women all I mean it was it was I want to say it was just typical because nothing stood out as um, surprisingly political or social I mean Everyone said something at some point. Um, and actually, even Frances McDermott, she was talking about this thing called um, a writer or some kind of writer. I forget what it is. Um, I saw it on the Washington Post. What was it called? Um, oh, shoot, now that article's gone. <laughs> Figures. Of course, when I go to look for the article, it's not there. Oh, no, there it is. Um, an inclusion writer. And an inclusion writer... Um, Francis McDermott said, include that in your contracts, because what it means is to, at all points of the movie, any person who's working on the movie, from the person who holds the microphone to the person who, you know, does the, the food or whatever, that you have to have inclusion and diversity in all of those um, parts. Like, it can't be an all-white male production of a movie. So she said, you need to have that inclusion in there inclusion writer. So that's what that means. Well, anyway, um, where was I going with that? I don't really know. But anyway, the show went on for like three and a half hours. It was, I wouldn't say it was too long. It kind of kept my attention, but you know, I really wish they would stop doing the music, playing the songs of the nominated, um, nominated songs, because that just is so boring to me. I, I really don't like that part of it. Um, 
Plus, the songs were not that great. I mean, nothing really stood out to me as one that I remember, except for the one from Call Me By Your Name that was nominated because I liked it because I liked that movie a lot. And, you know, if in maybe in a different year, Call Me By Your Name would have done better in the Oscars. But I I really wanted that, that movie to win. I really wanted Timothy Chalamet to win, too. Um, and I'm probably going to have to buy that movie on iTunes or something because I really, really did like it. Uh, moving on to the history that was made last night at the Oscars. Jordan Peele, who's the guy from Comedy Central who had that show, um, I can't think of the name of it, but anyway, he was the first African-American to win Best Original Screenplay. And that guy, he was so humble and so um, quiet about it. I thought it was interesting, Um, but good for him. And then I think I mentioned this guy earlier, James Ivory, who was the oldest person to win Best Adapted Screenplay for Call Me By Your Name, the only Oscar that they won. <laughs> but um, So that's a little bit of history that was made. Um, now, I don't usually talk about fashion, but I just have to, to you know, say one thing about the fashion. I mean, they were. I was watching Good Morning America this morning before I started this recording, and they were talking about the fashion, that there was a lot of white, and there was a lot of black, and there was a lot of gold, and blah, 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 blah. But every time they cut to Octavia Spencer, um, she was um, in the movie for The Shape of Water. Every time they cut to her, you know, in the camera, she had this, like, um, really dark green uh, dress on and had some big, it wasn't a bow, but it was like this big um, flap of, of material right above her boobs and the way she was sitting because she's not a little girl you know everything was like pushed up her boobs were pushed up and then that pushed that flap up and it was like right under her chin and it looked like she was so uncomfortable and I was thinking that has got to be the ugliest dress of the night well nobody has said a word about it am I the only one who thinks that that was the most horrible dress ever because she looked horrible when she was sitting down. It's like, I wonder if these designers and these people who dress these um, celebrities take into consideration sitting down in the seat for three hours, three and a half hours, and what that's going to look like when uh, that whole dress is pushing everything up. I just felt bad for her because it was not, not a pretty look at all. So anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, the rest of the fashion was just, you know, typical. Although they did mention that a lot of men were wearing velvet. And I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I would wear velvet. <laughs> I just don't, it doesn't um, seem to me as a comfortable fabric to wear. But anyway, there was a lot of them wearing them. Um, what else was I going to say about the Oscars? Oh, uh, I can't remember. But anyway, so I stayed up until midnight watching the Oscars and enjoyed it. Um, now, uh, moving on from the Oscars, I have just a couple minutes left. This weekend, we um, had a busy weekend because we had, on well, on Friday, we had this major windstorm. It was a, a big nor'easter, although there was no storm, really, like there was no rain or snow or anything like that. It was simply wind. And we did not have any power outage where we live, but everyone that I know on Facebook was saying, oh, power's out. And then on Saturday, they'd say, day two, no power. And then yesterday, they said, day three of no power. And then two people this morning said, day four with no power. I'm like, holy crap, get it fixed. So my husband was all excited, maybe that he wouldn't have school today because the power would be out. But no, he had school, so he had to go to work. But um, 
on Friday, we just kind of laid around the house listening to the wind rattle the screens on the windows and howl, howl through the windows because uh, it was really strong. I think we had a wind gust of 71 miles an hour at one point. But um, then on Saturday, we went to some wineries with some friends of ours, went to two wineries, our favorite winery, or well, one of our favorite wineries, Grey Ghost, was having a barrel tasting. So we went there with um, like two, three other friends and um, enjoyed wine, uh, barrel tasting. Then we went to another winery that I'm a member of, um, Rappahannock Cellars, and did a tasting, and I picked up wine, uh, club wines. You know, and I forget that this wine club... Um, that puts out wines for the wine club every month, whereas most clubs do like once a quarter, uh, something like that. But this one is every month. So I we haven't been there since November. So I had um, four shipments to pick up. And it was like eight bottles of wine. I And they I didn't have to pay for it. I mean, I did pay for it, but they charge it by month. So it's like $54 a month or something like that. And then you pick it up. I picked it up all at one time. So it wasn't an outrageous amount of money all at one time. Then on Sunday, yesterday, we went to a concert at the National Cathedral. Oh, and speaking of the cathedral, on Saturday when it was windy as well, um, a piece of the scaffolding fell off the roof of the cathedral, and they had the cathedral closed. But um, they had it cleaned up in time for us to go for our concert yesterday. And it was uh, the kind of music, I really, I can't describe it. As far as I'm concerned, I, I call it church music, but it was, <laughs> it was, um, they had a cellist there and he was playing, um, kind, you know, I guess classical music. I don't know. I really don't know. I didn't keep the um, program, but they had the uh, Cathedral Choral Society singing and that seemed like very uh, religious old time music. <laughs> I don't know. It was. I thought it was very nice. I enjoyed the music, but I just don't know what it's called, or you know how to describe it. But anyway, and then after the concert, we went to a really nice restaurant called La Piquette, French restaurant, and I had a nice um, chicken breast uh, with. Um, well, I didn't eat the roasted uh, Brussels sprouts, but they had um, these little tiny, tiny shoestring French fries. But they don't call them that. They call them something else, Fritz or something like that. But anyway, it was delicious, and I absolutely enjoyed it. We had a wonderful, <coughs> excuse me, a wonderful bottle of wine. Oh, I need to get something to drink. My throat is dry. Maybe I should just end this right here. Anyway, um, hopefully you enjoyed the Oscars, and um, you were disappointed, as disappointed as I was about Call Me By Your Name not getting any Oscar, well, the one Oscar. Excuse me, my voice. <coughs> anyway. I think I will leave it at that, and I'm trying to think, is there anything else I should tell you? I don't think so. Anyway, so that is all for today. Until next time, bye. Bye.